electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Futures are steady on this quad-witching Friday. As the story of the morning is commerce, banning updates to TikTok and WeChat beginning Sunday on national security concerns. The question is, what can happen between now and then? Our roadmap will begin with the TikTok trade. The White House is set to block U.S. downloads of TikTok and WeChat on Sunday. Plus, of course, back to the race for a treatment for COVID and a cure, or at least a vaccine. Roche unveils a new antibody test. Pfizer details its vaccine trial. And Vice President Biden calls on Trump to step down. And tech volatility, the S&P and the Nasdaq aiming for a rebound to end what has been a turbulent week for stocks. All right, so we'll start with uh, TikTok and WeChat. Jim, just listening to you and Andrew a moment ago, doesn't sound like you see a whole lot of material to salvage this in the next 48 hours. Well, I think that Walmart uh, feels like it's given everything it, it, it can. I think that the uh, people in the private equity have given everything. Oracle, difficult to tell whether they think they can do more, but they had really felt that when uh, pre-Trump, that it was looking like it was 43% owned by U.S., 14% by international, Chinese owned 45. Uh, Post-Trump, they're talking about, look, U.S. owns 53, international owns 11, Chinese owned 36. I think it's the Chinese owning 36 is the sticking point. David, what level do you think the president would allow this deal or would it just be as long as there's Chinese? Forget it. I'm not sure, Jim. I think that's one of the key questions, and we don't know the answer. Listen, uh, I stick with my reporting from yesterday, though, and I don't think there's anything in today's news from commerce that indicates that it's not possible Trump will sign off on this transaction, right? I mean, it's still very possible he will come to the rescue. Absolutely. Fact, that is sort of the dramatic denouement that he likes, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. We just need Walmart to say, you know what, Mr. President, you win. We'll do it. Whatever that is. Yeah. I mean, and but then, I think, he, then they get it. But, Jim, they've got the deal on the table that they've offered. I think CFIUS, again, in my reporting here, is that they've more or less signed off on it, but it, that it needs the approval of the president, which is typical, at least when it comes to that. Now, by the way, what is completely atypical is the way that the U.S. government has gone about structuring a transaction. You know, if people wanted to take issue with that in the courts, they probably could. But separately as to whether or not you get a deal, as we said yesterday, it could be within 24 to 36 hours that the president mm -hmm. makes this decision. Jim, I don't see anything that necessarily indicates that's still not going to potentially be the case. You have to get this ready and tell people, I would assume, to be ready for TikTok app downloads not being allowed. Yes. And by the way, the WeChat stuff is actually more serious in many ways and is part of a company that is a 650 billion behemoth in China and a lot of that stuff takes place as of the 20th in terms of WeChat. That's a tough one because I, I 
regard that one as a much more difficult security risk if I were in the White House. David, there's, they wanted to trumpet, and this is the, um, the uh, let's call them the TikTok side. They wanted to trumpet that they have 25,000 new American jobs. I mean, you could see the president saying, you know what? You wanted 25, we want 35. They want uh, all data and U.S. Uh, information stays in America. They, the president could say, I want you to have no contact with the Chinese. And you know what? There's a deal. Because what they could say is it's going to take us a little time, but we'll get there. Right. Well, originally, the big IPO, uh, right, you've been, the IPO was you've been ta- right. You've been talking about this, the idea that there would be an IPO, that it, essentially what you seem to be saying, Jim, and, uh, is that ByteDance would sell the, out of its position over time yes. in the public markets, taking TikTok U.S. or maybe it's TikTok U.K. also, New Zealand, Australia and Canada. It's unclear whether they're all included or not. Uh, the five eyes, they call them taking that public uh, and ByteDance no longer being a part of it. Meanwhile, I still don't know what the 20% that I've reported Oracle would, is willing to buy what that's 20% of, how they're valuing this TikTok property. Um, but to your point, that makes sense. I would remind people as well, the U.S. government was willing, at least at one point, to give Microsoft, for example, a year with the source code being updated from China before they had to take it over in full and make right. sure it had no Chinese influence or no Chinese engineers associated but with David, it. But, so. David, they're offering all TikTok source code, including the algorithms, will be under U.S. control. They're right. offering that. Right. Why isn't that enough for the president? Well, maybe it will be. No, it's not. Well, all right, so you're telling me you know that that's not enough. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yes. All right. So your reporting is that that the deal, as has been proposed and potentially even signed off on by CFIUS, may not or is not enough for the president. Yes, exactly. Well, then that makes us view what we've seen today differently, doesn't it? Well, I I think that maybe I think that Walmart's not done. So it's it's you think this is designed to put pressure on the parties. Indeed. In, to get them to concede even more in some fashion. Take it so that uh, post-Trump order would be 60% U.S. Uh, an, an IPO that's not 12 months from now, but an IPO that's, that's now. I mean, that they call, contact a banker and they do an IPO in four weeks. David, I think it's a deal if they do that. But I just can't see them willing to give in any more than they have. Walmart, maybe. Yeah. Well, Carl, my reporting again was Walmart was, was you know, there'd be a board of directors set up, uh, that Walmart would be a part of that. They would not have as large an equity stake in this entity as Oracle. But we'll have to wait and see, Carl, I guess, particularly given what Jim is telling us here. You know, it all comes down to, which is what he likes, right, the president. I mean, it's, it's sort of his playbook. Well, uh, J- Jim just uh, just compared it to an episode of The Apprentice a few moments ago. Jim, Adam Masseri, the head of Instagram, uh, just wrote just now uh, about the idea of an outright ban on the 12th of November after the election. I've said this before, but a U.S. TikTok ban would be quite bad for Instagram, Facebook, and the Internet more broadly. What can we read into that, the idea that the Chinese would respond in ways we haven't yet talked about? Uh Yeah, I think that's the case because there's a terrific note out today uh, that talks about how well uh, 
Reels is doing for for Walmart. That that's I'm I'm, I'm sorry for Facebook. That is absolutely a competitor to TikTok. And uh, Morgan Stanley says that they're doing amazing well. They they and that this is the one of the fastest growing properties. They have Reels has gone from zero to thirty four percent in forty days. Uh, and so it's interesting. What they're saying is basically, hey, look, we want this competitor because uh, we want to keep China open. And Facebook, by the way, has never been a big fan. They've always said, though, that if the source code and the algorithms can be kept away from China, they're in favor of the deal. They have not weighed. This is an interesting weigh-in. Uh, David, you know that, um, that uh, it, on the surface, Facebook does not benefit from what that statement says. Because they've got Instagram, they've got Reels, right. and Reels they is do hot. benefit. Right, they benefit. I mean, I, I, there are trades going on right now where it's by Facebook on this, on this. Yes. So, what do you think of that? Well, I think there are people who believe they do benefit. I do think they. Yeah. But that's a that's a, a free market note from Instagram. It's not from Mark Zuckerberg. Right. You know, Mark Zuckerberg is not opposed to this deal. He just wants to be sure that the source code and the algorithm, it's, it's the same thing. Source code and algorithm here. And I don't know how, if you're saying that that's going to be here and the president's not happy, what do you do? Say it's going to be here and it's never going to be able to be, uh, and China's just closed to it entirely, like pre-Nixon? pre I don't know. I don't know how you get ByteDance's ownership stake down. I, I don't believe these parties are willing to step up for the tune that they'd have to. Microsoft might have been willing to. Yes. And seemed to be willing to. We don't. Never had full clarity on exactly where the problem was there. Was it a valuation issue? Was Oracle willing to value uh, this business at a higher level uh, than Microsoft was? But Microsoft certainly would have been a potentially in a position to buy it all, right? That would have taken off the table this ownership then what issue. Happened? I don't know, Jim. That one I don't, I just don't, listen, I haven't had a lot of Saudi visibility here and the there, deal. but not much visibility into this process, unfortunately. But didn't Saudi offer the deal that the president wants? Wow. Yes. I mean, that was the that was the anticipation yes. is it would be a full sale of TikTok's business in the U.S., potentially including those other English speaking uh, countries as well. And that you would get one year in which to get the updates on the algorithm and you would build your own platform during the course of that time. And that would be it. It would be yours uh, with your own engineers. How about Not quite as much scale, obviously, as TikTok Global, although you could connect into the other. But, but Carl, platforms. the president could claim that there's going to be twenty five thousand new jobs. He could say that there's billions in new tax dollars. He could say it creates a new social media platform for America. Aren't these all wins in the eyes of an electoral uh, uh, public? I don't know about that. I, I keep coming back to what Lindsey Graham told Vanity Fair about a month ago, uh, and that was that he advised the president not to go after TikTok because he felt that there would be blowback from a certain demographic in this country. Uh, who knows whether the president took that to heart? Uh, but that was something that Graham did say on the record well, about four weeks ago. Well, did he fear that that uh, uh, candidate Biden would say that this is a give up to the Chinese? That's a very good question. Coming on the heels of that town hall last night in which he called uh, Russia an opponent and China a competitor. I guess we're going to try to delineate what those two terms mean and how they're different. But yeah. if you have a U.S. I, CEO, yeah. if you have a board that's majority U.S., what does the president really want? Does he just want by, does he want ByteDance to sell everything right now and have an IPO right now? Does he want that? Jim, uh, you're asking the question. I don't have an answer. Is he asking You seem for... to be closer to knowing than I do. Nah, I'm just another guy. But I... 
<laughs> I'm trying. Or another guy. But, you know. How about if he says, I want it to be, and I want it to be like Snowflake, and I want $250 million just like Benny I've got on Well, no, deal. he did. He did. He was apprised of the fact that he couldn't take a, he couldn't take a fee. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't take a promote. What's that? Uh, he What's that like out. that? Uh, like, we I the don't people know why. States we can't take a more perfect union. Is that yeah. that? I should be able to say yes and no to every deal and get a little something on the side. Um, guys, I, I don't want to overlook the WeChat part of this because when it comes to relations between China and the U.S., this may actually be the more significant move. And a lot of it is taking place as of the 20th as it relates to WeChat, remember. It's uh, September 20th for WeChat, November 12th for TikTok when it comes to internet hosting services that enable the functioning or optimization of the mobile application, any provision of content delivery network services enabling the functioning or optimization of the mobile application. I mean, basically, they're, uh, as of the 20th of September, WeChat is not really going to operate in the U.S. Is, is at least the way you read this, I think. I know. And, again, Tencent doesn't trade here, but if it did, it'd be one of those companies we talked a lot about. It, it's almost similar. It's $650 billion. It's a giant in China in every way in terms of e-commerce, in terms as well, of course, as uh, 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 financial, uh, financial transactions. Um, and we're taking a real shot straight at it. it, it now, this... This property in the U.S. is not very large in terms of the overall use of WeChat around the world, but it's not unimportant for them. And so I don't want to overlook that because this is the more stringent of the, uh, of the bans that are taking place as of the 20th. Okay, but wasn't it always supposed to be parallel to the Chinese blockage of Facebook, Instagram in China? Isn't that what it's supposed to be? I guess. I don't think Navarro or Trump were ever going after WeChat or TikTok use in TikTok use in China. No. Okay, good. I want to be sure about that. That's well, I don't think they can, but they can. It's here. Right. But anybody using the WeChat platform here. Do you think here, they just want reciprocity? If they just say, "Listen, we'll take Facebook," uh, the Chinese change their view. Does he want that? We don't know. He's, we don't know, uh, Carl. I think the problem is is that he doesn't know. I mean, he's trying to make up his mind. Well, you're the Trump whisperer, not me, my man. Yeah. Well, so. no, I was an apprentice judge, believe me. Yeah. During the commercials <laughs> when you made up the mind. One time I was, against, I was for someone, and I was told that the reason why they got cut was because of me. Not unlike some things that were said this week. Very sure. All right. No jokes. <laughs> <laughs> gotta Jim, watch every, good, it's politics. A it's job. a mean season. You got to watch yeah. everything. You, I, can't we just talk about the new core upgrade? Sure, we can do that later. <laughs> we are going to get to some of the calls this morning, guys, uh, because there are some downgrades of names like Beyond Meat, uh, Home Depot and Lowe's. Goldman today saying that uh, further fiscal stimulus this year is now unlikely, which has some implications for Q4 growth. We're back in a moment. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. We spent the A block talking about TikTok, guys, but uh, vaccines and COVID continue to be a story all around the world, Jim. Uh, this news out of the Times that Pfizer and Moderna may give us uh, some clues as to how effective they see the trials maybe earlier than we think. At the same time, uh, the U.K., uh, hospitalizations doubling now every eight days, yeah. and Israel begins a three-week uh, lockdown today. Yeah, look, things are uh, back in, in play in all the 
all, all these countries. I mean, I looked at the numbers in Madrid, and, and it was looking like they beat it. And now it's looking like it's one of the most aggressive, uh, uh, really one of the most aggressive comebacks of this terrible disease. Moderna, and I'll tell you, we don't, I think that a lot of us were always confused about the mystery of, that, of trials and trials in general. And the idea that these two companies, Moderna and Pfizer, revealing deals, re revealing in, really details right now while this is going on, that is so highly unusual. It is so secretive, typically, unless there's something that is the holy grail where it just cures it and then they don't, there's, there's no messing around. But David, you know that this, this is the most open book, 30,000 Moderna, 44,000 Pfizer, and they're basically giving you, it sounds like they're gonna give you updates every week. Well, I guess the market wants it, uh, right? But you can't get any, look, if there's no, if you're in a non-hot spot, right. what, it's like, hey, it's, it's not going working. to be definitive in any way. It may no. actually mislead to some extent, or you may find, like with the AstraZeneca, we're aware of one patient. Now, they didn't release that. That was, I think, stat reporting on it initially. Jim, you know, I wonder, though, I mean, the market will continue to take some of its cue from the, the hope for and the timetable on these vaccines. Um, but they started early voting today in Virginia. When is the election going to start to perhaps be foremost in investors' minds, or is or is that not going to be the case? I don't know. I got my uh, application for an absentee ballot yesterday in the mail uh, from Jersey. And, you know, it's already makes you feel like, well, wait a second. Is that a dangerous hotspot where you vote? Uh, it makes you feel that perhaps you shouldn't vote uh, where you normally do. Mm -hmm. And that's the look of the uh, invitation to the absentee ballot. And, Carl, I think that this election season is now, it's yesterday, it's tomorrow. We're, this is very different from we're going to come in one night and the president's going to be chosen. So I don't know. Uh, the, the more we talk about the disease, the less I want to go to the polling spot. All right, but to your point on the fact that we may not actually know or it's possible that it will be a, a, some time as others, at least it's possible, we don't know. No. What, uh, that can't be good no. for the markets, can it? I wouldn't think so. Uh, uncertainty, we know, is bad for stocks. But if we get a stimulus package and we get good news on antibodies, which is what my focus has become, then I think that there will be a, a good market no matter what. And I mentioned the antibodies. David's been on this for forever. But the, there's a vaccine is going to take a little longer to get because of how long it takes to see if someone gets COVID uh, after they've had a, a a needle on the left or the needle on the right. But they, we, we may come up with something right now that gets us out of the hospital in two days. And it makes it so that it's a, that it's a disorder that is dangerous as opposed to the possibility that you will join the 200,000 people who have passed away. Yes, I think that's true. So, right, the antibodies, now remember, they have to be infused, the monoclonal antibodies, right. if in fact they were to actually get to market, be approved, have enough manufactured. But I'm also keeping a close eye on the small molecule being developed by Merck that is an antiviral. It's not a monoclonal antibody. Important to point out, that would be an oral antiviral. That would be a real game changer as well. And again, I come back to it time and again because it is in phase two and phase three trials. And it's something that is worth keeping a close eye on. And a number of analysts who follow Merck are, cert are certainly doing that. And Regeneron, please don't remember. Right. They, they Which is a monoclonal though, right? Yes. They don't yes, have a monoclonal, separate. monoclonal, but they right. claim they have, it's too, too very pow powerful. Uh, opportunities. Right. And so uh, Regeneron stock is rolling over as if they have nothing. It's down 100 points from its high. But there's a number of, of stocks, Carl, that are down 100 points from their high in this NASDAQ and look like they're rolling over. I was doing a comparison of some of these uh, hot NASDAQ stocks to a Freeport 
which is a copper stock. And it looks like oh, that yeah. you can't yep. touch. You can't touch. I mean, if you look at the Freeport chart, it is uh, it's what these these Nasdaq stocks look like before the uh, Labor Day sell off. And uh, sure. they're ra- rather uh, yeah. you're in the wrong ones if you're bar- barking up Bring Central. David, you know, this is not the time for uh, uh, for Zscaler. No, it may not be. What about Unity, though? Unity today is going to be another incredibly hot, it would seem, initial public offering. Yes. Not, maybe perhaps not quite on the level of Snowflake a couple of days ago, but not far. I mean, I'm hearing the same kind of uh, enthusiasm, let's call it right. that. And, you know, Goldman Sachs, I think the lead underwriter, the book there. Looking but when do they good. run out of money, David? When can they st- or are they just going to continue to sell Okta to fund Unity? Maybe. I don't Maybe. know. Yeah. yeah. Running out of money. When, uh, what? Coupa. CrowdStrike. Man. Sell some CrowdStrike. Would you? No, that's what they do. They, they sell what they have. They sell Adobe after that great quarter. To make room for unity. Exactly, David. Exactly. You couldn't be more right. Well, guys, as, as Barkley said this morning, it's like they were listening to our show yesterday, Jim. Uh, Measures of equity valuations are now at 2000.com bubble levels, and we're reluctant to chase the rally. 3100 year-end target. That cost you about $100,000 to get that phone call about what they're saying. But, David, how much did we cost yesterday when we gave them that information? Nothing. And, and I don't want their money. I, Carl, they can keep their money. That's so... It's kind so gracious of, of you, Jim. Let's well, I just, I can afford a tie. Uh, let's walk in the streets. I can afford a tie. I don't need it. Back them. in just a moment. The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, The ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Quad witching Friday, so anything could happen. But watch Tesla up 5% pre market as Piper goes to 515 from 480, and Wedbush goes to uh, 475 from 380. Squawk on the streets back in a moment. 
All right, let's get to a mad dash. You mentioned Nucor. You really want to do that, don't you? Yes, David, there's something going on in the country that I think people are, have to start getting aware of. We, we saw lumber go up a great deal. Plastics going up yesterday. Dow Chemical had a fantastic meeting where the racing number's big. But today is Nucor. Nucor does a mid-quarter uh, announcement of how they're doing. And they raised the estimates. David, they now expect 50 to 55 cents. Consensus was at 37 cents. They're not really giving you full details about why they are cautiously optimistic. But they are flagging a recent uptick in demand. And, and uh, frankly, it looks like it's a non-residential construction. So steel, one day it's going to be auto. Not yet. But, David, to get this kind of increase at this moment with this stock this low yeah. tells you that perhaps there's something going on uh, that is a bit of a boom in some parts of this country. Non-residential? That's yet. the last place I would think, though. Yeah, I know. Well, we're, we're trying to dig more. I mean, it's not a well, right? Unless it's warehouses. But, I mean, I don't know. You know, yeah. those are going up. And, I and I, you know, I keep trying to figure out um, when you see something like this how significant it really is. But uh, because maybe it's not just new, maybe it's Nucor, but it looks like the other guys are following along, uh, and we don't know. It's just kind of a general U.S. economy call. Uh, totally out of sync, of course, with what we see, uh, but in, in other parts. But Nucor does not make small restaurants or coffee shops. No, they don't. No, they don't. They don't make the 14 to 15 million jobs that are going to be lost if they don't have a stimulus. Yeah. Carl, it's funny. Uh, stimulus, I don't know. You know, Mark Meadows, he sounded pretty positive the other day, Meadows, when we had him on, but it doesn't seem to be as positive now. Uh, no, and then Goldman today... Uh, the prospects for further fiscal stimulus have dimmed further as another week has gone by without any progress. title of their report is Further Fiscal Stimulus in 2020 Looks Unlikely. Guys, a something a little bit different today uh, at the New York Stock Exchange. They're doing what they call a virtual overlay. This is for Unity, a uh, San Francisco-based company which makes software to make video games. So they've recreated the Bell Podium uh, in a way that lets all of their employees take part in the bell ringing. And we're going to see uh, where Unity opens uh, later on today. But kind of a unique opening bell this morning at the NYSE, Jim. Well, I want to see uh, some of these stocks are so out of whack with their cohorts. I mean, if you take two interactive, obviously, they created Grand Theft Auto through Rockstar, which is a company that is considered to be the absolute best, uh, is worth $18 billion. Now, are we going to have some crazy price for Unity that exceeds that? in the same way that people are still buzzing about what happened with Snowflake. I mean, uh, uh, Snowflake went from being something that was incredibly exciting to being something that felt like a top for a lot of people. I just think the money's going elsewhere. I think it's going to the new cores and the Dow's. There's not, an, there's not enough industrials to be able to handle all the money that's coming out. But uh, let's watch this. And if it's another one that is just way too high, it's going to be another one, David, that are people going to say, you know what, I've had enough. Uh, I think that people should be very concerned about what I regard as being a total hangover from uh, Snowflake. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at Snowflake now. I mean, after yesterday's decline, but it's still, I don't know where the multiple to revenues is at this point. It's still got a 60-plus billion dollar market value. So. Uh, 100. It's called 100. It's still 100? Well, let's see. 231. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's high was 319. I, I, it's, <laughs> you know, all I can tell you, David, is, is that it's absurd versus its own group. Versus its own group. Remember, Zoom is the fastest growth. Zoom also, they're about similar growth. But guess what? Zoom is incredibly profitable. 
right. and zooms it 50 times. A lot of people felt that the underwriters did a bad price. They, they priced it at Zoom levels. Zoom's the most expensive company in the market until Snowflake. I think one of the difficulties people have, Carl, is that Snowflake is not that easy to understand. Now, I, I down, downloaded Snowflake. You know when it says, like, allow versus not allow? I'm getting a Snowflake ad every, every like, half hour to trial. And then there's some bot that asks me what I'm looking for. And I, I, I don't know what to tell the bot. I feel terrible. But it, not that the bot has feelings. If you prick it, it does not bleed. But it is just something... All I can say is, is that Snowflake is too difficult to understand for the people who bought the stock. And Frank Slootman right. is so great. Probably. Woo. Yeah, maybe what's a little more easy to understand, Jim, is this call out of Oppie on Home Depot and Lowe's, oh. which I'm sure you've got thoughts about. Heresy. Uh, calling for or saying the market's too lax about the chances of a post-pandemic reset in home improvement retail. Uh, they take both stocks uh, down to perform. Look, I, I think that you could argue, and a lot of people are doing this, by the way, they're taking things down because they feel like the Beyond Meat call, that stocks have moved too much and they want to be able to declare victory. Everybody has a victory in Home Depot and Lowe's. And Lowe's these stocks are up tremendously from the bottom. Lowe's is up uh, magnificently from the bottom. You can make that call, but here's my, here's my problem, Carl. How about if, uh, if Home Depot goes from 279, say, to 234? Do you upgrade? Are you playing the hedge fund game? I think Home Depot is, is a magnificent company, and it could come down a little. But if it does, I don't think this stay-at-home thing is going away when I read about Goldman, the two companies that wanted to bring people back, Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan. Well, guess what? I mean, there were people who came down with COVID, and now they're doing contact tracing, not as well as I think it's the Chiefs game. But where they did incredible contact tracing. But, but David, you know, uh, Jamie Dimon really wanted people to come back. Yep, he did. He wanted traders to come back. Uh, uh, listen, yeah. I think there's a desire on the part of people to go back, too. Not everybody. If you're clearly. young. If you're young. Uh, but even I'm hearing from even my cohort that there's, a, you know, people are sort of tiring to a certain extent of working out of their out of their homes. Well, their spouses bore them. They um, don't like the dog. It's been a but long they time. Go, hey, let, me go, let me go risk it it's and get some COVID. It's been more than half a year at this point. I suggest um, you stop by the Moderna most. trial and then go to JP. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that suddenly offices are going to be filled with people. They're not. And in particular, as you point out, if we do get cases, which in, seems inevitable, it's going to slow, if not stop entirely, that sort of move back to the office. Listen, New York had been saying for some time you can come back to 50%, and nobody seems to even be close to that number. No. I think closer to 10 to 20% is where things stand right now, and that's for urban areas, I think, around the country. Well, Carl, one of the things I think we have to watch, Salesforce, nice note today, positive, had an amazing quarter. Salesforce one of the first ones to shut down. Salesforce was saying you're not going to open. They're the ones that would be latest to open. And they're closing deals left and right. Uh, and people aren't going on planes and not having, but not that Salesforce had the expensive dinners, but I'm saying that it may be cheaper to run the companies from home. And in the end, you may want to train the, yeah. the J.P. Morgan uh, beginning class. That's what they wanted to do. But if Salesforce is saving a lot of money and margins are going up it, it, and they're closing deals by Zoom, well, I don't know. I mean, do you really need to go back to the old ways? I don't think they're going to go back to the old ways. Well, look at what Larry Fink said this week about employment at, uh, at BlackRock, maybe never getting back to 100%. And, Jim, you know, some of the high-frequency numbers that we track uh, have been rolling over in September. Chase card spending, open table diners, airline traffic, as you said, hotel occupancy, Apple yeah. mobility data. And then you top that off with what Bostic said this morning, and that is that they're are signs of the economy slowing as the summer 
boom sort of wanes, Jim, again, leading back to that discussion of what Congress should or needs to do. I, I totally agree that the, these are very big issues. And I've got to tell you, if you're a lever to international and in the airline business, as, as United is, uh, there's a tremendous amount of business they have. And you know, there's a lot of countries that won't take us. I mean, I don't know if people realize if you're going to go to Spain, you need a visa. OK, if you're going to go to Italy, forget about it. Even if you have a business there, a wine business, an olive oil business, you can't do it. Uh, and then, you know, Carl, when you have uh, a lot of business travel, well, like Delta has an American, it's not coming back. That's why people like Southwest Air now, because they feel that it's a, you know, better as a leisure play. But I'm not uh, I'm not particularly uh, sanguine about how the airlines are doing here. It's not coming back the way I thought it would have. Just not. Are you concerned, Jim, well, as we well? We had this discussion yesterday. Yeah, go ahead, Carl. Sorry. As we watched the, uh, no, I'm just saying, as the executives were hat in hand at the White House uh, 24 hours ago. They need help. Uh, I think that they should go back to the old deal that they had. You know, I spoke yesterday. Grant seems to be no go. But uh, I really do feel that we have to be careful of a second wave. We have to be careful of what's, uh, I look at the college's numbers every single day in the New York Times. And this business travel, if, you're, if your company was based on business travel, your company is going to miss the numbers big. And I really feel that way, and it's something we've got to watch. Yeah, that was going to be my question, Jim. I think there is, there's got to be some concern about a, a second wave to a certain extent. Um, we've been low for a long time, for example, here in this part of the country. But it doesn't mean you stay that way. Um, at least, you know, uh, again, as temperatures start to cool, as people are indoors more, perhaps... Uh, you have to you have to worry about that, I would assume. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I, I, I think, Carl, that uh, there are a lot of people who got complacent and yet then kids come back from college and they have COVID. Uh, by the way, one of the most stunning things. Do you know that that of all the casinos, I thought Wynn was supposed to be doing the best in terms of of uh, trying to get rid of COVID? Uh, look at this. The company uh, Wynn says uh, they are th 497 uh, of the positive cases from of win, well, uh, out of a test of of they have 548 altogether of a test of 15,000 people who were tested. You know, that's too much. You can't have 548 employees, and they're very good. They brought in Johns Hopkins to try to figure out how not to have COVID. I am saying that indoor, it is so hard to prevent COVID. It really is uh, because of um, air circulation. Well, I mean, I don't hard. know what I don't know what you're getting. Yeah, I don't know what reports you're getting out of Vegas, but well, I don't I'm think getting traffic this from is the, particularly good there. So. I'm, I'm getting this from Las Vegas Review Journal. It seems like legit. Yeah, yeah it is legit. I, you know, well, listen, you can just see with your own eyes in terms of the traffic levels there. Las Vegas uh, Sands, 424 total employees test positive. Right. You know, this, I mean, compare this to the NFL. Is anyone amazed that the NFL, uh, they just had all their tests, right? They're all tested, and no one came out positive unless they're not talking about it. A lot of, you know, that's, that's a lot of contact in that game, in those games. And a good game on Thursday night for once. Plenty of that. Hmm. that yeah, there were, some, there were some good plays last night, Jim. Weren't they? Um, uh, uh, the yeah, number two running back for Cleveland is uh, better than the number one running back in almost every other team. Incredible. Yeah. But, uh, but to your larger point, I mean, I guess at this point we're going to be Hoping, right, that we are not headed for, as you said, something that they're experiencing now in Spain. France as, uh, is, starting, is close to setting some new daily case records. And we mentioned the U.K. I think every front page in Britain today is about how either tester tracing has failed, how there's 10 million under lockdown, uh, failed promises from Boris Johnson. So 
We're just hoping that that wave is not headed toward us. Oh, I know. And there are places uh, like bars that are just very hard to control. You can't wear a mask while you drink a margarita. Boy, how sage-like is that, David? That really may be one of the keenest observations right? you've ever had. Right, don't yeah. you think? Mm -hmm. I mean, By the way, if, when you can come up with that mask in which you can keep wearing and drinking your margarita, then you really got something. I don't have that yet. Okay. I'm working keep hard working. on it. Keep working. Yeah, small molecules. I don't know. I'm not sure what I mean. I have no idea what I'm Dude, talking about. Yeah, you don't. I need to take okay. physics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. and sartorial lessons, too. Just yeah, okay, I, we've there. got that, yeah. You don't like the open neck, I speaking know. Of sports, speaking of sports, Jim, I see Morgan Stanley goes to 142 on Nike. Uh, underestimated earnings power. They keep their overweight. Uh, one of the best-performing Dow stocks today. Look, Nike, as there's so many people today who come out saying good things about Nike. Some people are using 130, 140. Uh, Nike, uh, notice how no one cares that Nike's so big in China and they're not worried about any sort of a blowback. Uh, Nike has uh, got to deal with the sports ministry. Um, we don't really have a sports ministry in this country. Uh, to keep it so that people are athletic. And uh, I think Nike's going to have a, a fabulous year. A lot of this is the direct-to-consumer and how much money they make. They make far more money wholesale than selling at the Foot Locker, although people are recommending Foot Locker. Uh, and I think Nike is one of its, it's, it's terrible trust name, but it, I think it's Nike's going to be maybe one of the best performers in the Dow going forward. Will you look at that? Hmm. Will you yeah. look at that? It's up yeah. 1%. Yeah. It, it even did well because of the Michael Jordan programming. That was a great program. Huh? That was early pandemic, early quarantine. Um, Facebook's also up over 1%, Jim, so giving at least some, some belief to the idea that, hey, maybe there are investors who think that TikTok's potential demise here in the U.S. would be beneficial for Facebook. Yeah, we'll I, keep an eye on those shares. Technology overall, I mean, Carl, you got Tesla up again, um, over 4%, one of, the, one of the more notable And you know why, David? Why? David, Battery Day is coming. Oh, Battery Day. I keep forgetting. Is that, when is that? The 20th? Hey, look, it's like Singles. 22nd. You told, introduced me to, to Singles Day in China. I did. Uh, I did. For We're talking about making million-mile batteries and uh, boosting the amount of batteries they're going to have. And I think that it's going to be showman. Maybe he'll do a little dancing, you know, singing in the rain if it's raining. I don't know. what. what remember how well that should, dancing clip went over? I think he should over? shelve the dancing. I really do. That would be my only piece of advice to him. Wow. Dancing with the batteries. He might be able to figure out a mask that you could drink a margarita through. David, this, anybody can. It's Musk. David, they're going to talk about cobalt. They're going to talk about long life. I think he's going to make fun of all the other EV companies. I wonder how Nikola will fare, Carl. I mean, Nikola's a little bit under the gun right now. Those trucks. That's been how, a story this week, Jim. Yeah. It has been. Yeah. God, it's funny. Along a long week, right? GM. And remember, we started with Merger yep. Monday uh, with uh, NVIDIA buying ARM, with uh, Immunomedics getting bought as well yes. by Gilead. Uh, and, of course, Nicola, Carl, as you know, down, uh, yeah, down a lot, up a lot, too. Don't forget. SPACs. By the way, we haven't even said SPACs. Everybody's got, I don't know. Utz, Jim, have you started Utz got recommended SPAC today. Yet? Did you see Utz? City said that Utz is a buy. I happen yeah. to love Utz. Uh, for the record, I, I, that's, I love Utz potato chips and cheese balls. Cheese balls. Yeah, somebody cheese told balls. me I should start a SPAC today, too. I mean, every, why not? Everybody's got one. Everybody. What's the point, David? Yeah. Carl? Guys, Tesla is the best performer on the NDX. Let's get to Bob Bassani on this Friday. Hey, Bob. 
Happy Friday and happy quadruple witching, everybody. We're sort of stuck in this range, this 3,300 to 3,400 range, kind of an indeterminate open. Just take a look at the sectors here. Uh, three to two advancing to declining stocks, but flattish is what I would describe it here. Is materials have had a very good month overall. Flat today here, consumer discretionary, not doing much. Uh, even tech not doing too much. Industrial is another group that's had a good month uh, overall. If you look at the mega caps, well, they're mixed. But remember something. This has not been a good month. They're, they're, all the mega caps are down 10, 12. Um, Apple's down 14 uh, percent in September. So you want to keep an eye on that. Uh, today, this might matter a little more. We've got a quadruple witching. And of course, as we always explain, this is the quarterly expiration of individual stock futures and options and the index futures and options. That's the quadruple part of this whole thing. It's usually these four days, they happen four times a year, usually the heaviest volume days of the year. The S&P also will rebalance a little at the end of the close. I don't think that's going to be a significant event. The reason we're watching this a little more carefully is there's been a lot of activity around call option buying in the mega caps. So I'll give you an example. Uh, Apple's around 110 there's uh, expiration there uh, call expert uh, call uh, strike price at 110 but there's a lot of activity around the 112.50 strike price the call strike price so if this goes above 112.50 during the day you might see some increased activity so there's there's more interest in it because of the call buying that's been going on in these mega cap names we'll keep an eye on that but uh, equity options uh, trading record levels in the month uh, of September uh, we've got it Another IPO trading today and another one above the range. We're waiting for Unity to offer, open, of course, 3D um, uh, games here. 25 million shares at 52. I just want to put up the prior price talk. We were talking about 34 to 42 on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, they said, uh-uh, it's 44 to 48. And now they price it at 52. This is the fourth time this week it's happened. Fourth time. We've had four uh, IPOs. All of them are pricing above the range. So we had... Uh, Snowflake, of course, we had Sumo, we had JFrog, all of them priced above the range. Snowflake, remember, opened at 245, and that's what you want to, the reference price, essentially, it's below that. Uh, JFrog opened at 72, it's also trading below that. Sumo Logic opened, I think, 2664, so it's just a little bit below that right now. So all three of them are essentially above the opening price, which is the one that really matters for your average retail trader. Again, the big money tends to be made on the first day of trading by the institutional investors who bought in the day before. This is an IPO truism, folks, it's working here as well. Finally, just want to note today on Power Lunch, Tyler Matheson and I will have an interesting discussion with one of the experts on active management. We like to debate this all the time, active versus passive management. Larry Swedro, chief research officer at Buckingham Wealth Partners, author of a new book, Incredible Shrinking Alpha, on why active management still does not outperform. This book goes through all the academic research on stock picking and basically concludes doesn't work markets highly efficient you got too much capital chasing performance and the dumb money is shrinking and he'll talk about why warren buffett was successful and why the robin hood traders likely are not going to be successful that's two o'clock eastern time with tyler matheson and myself on power lunch guys back to you all right, Bob, we look forward to that. Uh, Bob Bassani, thanks. Been an interesting morning of Fed speak, including from uh, some members who dissented this week. Let's get to Rick Santelli. Yes, absolutely, but it doesn't seem to be moving the volatility needle much in Treasuries. As you look at a one-week of 10-year note yields, 
look at how flat it is. Volatility is quite low. As a matter of fact, the Move Index, which measures Treasury volatility, Ice Bank of America Index, it's at an all-time historic low. Yesterday it closed just above 38. That's the one-month volatility read. But here's something interesting. If you contrast that with the three-month volatility read, what you have is a huge differential, a big difference, which points to the fact that the buzz in the Treasury complex is that volatility index is pointing to the 11-3 election as the potential biggest event risk for Treasury volatility in a decade. Something to pay attention to. Now, if we look at the dollar index since July 1st, what you can see is, is that it really has, outside of July, for August and September, been a sideways move as well. This is a big deal considering it's so close to 27-month lows. And also keep in mind, if you really want to know what's going on in markets, you monitor the flows. U.S. stock funds for the week ending Wednesday had $994 million in outflows. This is a, an ongoing issue, and the taxable bond funds had a 30 or a 23 week in a row inflow this week it was 7 billion but maybe the biggest news is money markets money markets eighth week in a row of outflows and this one a little over 50 billion is historically large finally the big currency story over the last quarter really has been the yuan the chinese currency if you look at a chart starting on march 1st of the dollar versus that currency it has had an historic run of strength not only against the dollar but many of the major developed currencies carl jim david Back to you. All right, Rick, we'll talk to you in a bit. In the meantime, we have a new member of the uh, Squawk on the Street family. Yesterday morning at 10.05 a.m., our senior producer, Lauren Alperstein, gave birth to a gorgeous baby girl, Ella Meyer Cohen. What a beautiful name. Uh, both baby and mom are doing fine. Our congratulations to proud parents, Lauren and Zach. Uh, Jim, Lauren is... Um, one of the people who make this show stick, make it work. Oh, my. Yes. I mean, but I, I just find that I miss her. We used to see her on the floor every morning. I miss the floor, too. But no, but Lauren gave me my first mask, by the way. There is nobody like her. And I'm going to say uh, congratulations, Mazel Tov. Fantastic. Nothing better. No. Nope. Always Nothing. nice to see some good news. Isn't it? Yeah. For once. Yeah. <laughs> congratulations, guys. We'll take a quick break. Back in a minute.
This is all about one thing, the stock market. He doesn't want to see anything happen. It's all about his reelection. It should be about the American people, and they're in trouble. And if we don't do it, and by the way, his own CDC director contradicted him recently. He said, if in fact you just wore this mask, nothing else but this mask, you would save between now and January another 100,000 lives. And so we have to be honest with the American people. They're tough. They know, as Franklin Roosevelt said, things get worse and worse before they get better and better, but you got to level with the American people, shoot from the shoulder. There's never been a time they've not been able to step up. This president should step down. That's Biden last night talking about uh, some of the developments of the past few days, Jim, namely that the president did contradict Redfield on mask efficiency in a vaccine timeline. Uh, the HHS spokesman stepping aside after accusing scientists of sedition. Uh, the president saying deaths would be lower if we took out the blue states. Well, look, I think the fact is, is that as Time magazine on their cover says, 200,000. That's the number. 200,000 people have died, no matter what. It shouldn't be political. Uh, 200,000 people is a lot of people who died, and whatever we've been doing is obviously not enough. Uh, either party. And I just think that obviously all we have is mask and social distancing right now. And how these are ever disputed when they're really the only things we've got uh, is a shame by anybody. I'm not Republican, Democrat. David, yeah. you know it. We, we don't have enough against this thing right now. It's no, smarter listen, than we, we don't. are. And you can you know, do the math, right? 4,600 is the number of deaths in China. They have 1.3 billion people. We have 330 million. So we're roughly running at 200 times the death rate. Ugh. S&P now turning negative, uh, back to 33.48. Back after a quick break. When was the last time GE led the S&P for the week? Not just the comments from Larry Culp this week about cash flow, but the momentum behind some other industrial names like Dow and 3M, uh, Freeport and others. We'll watch those as we get the um, top of the hour in a couple of minutes. Don't go away. Jim, what's on Mad Money tonight? I've got what seems to be a duo singing group. Slice and Splunk. And Splunk, by the way, uh, Doug's going to explain what happened here with, with uh, Snowflake and what's going on with that group. Maybe that group's too expensive. Right, Sober. Jim, I look forward to that. Uh, a lot you. going on. Uh, <laughs> what a week. We'll see you tonight. All right. Mad have Money, a good weekend. We're uh, watching TikTok all weekend, Eastern not time. football, TikTok. <laughs> yes. And Lashana Tova, we'll see you later at Mad Money, 6 p.m. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.